When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yo, and welcome to the 131st episode of Lake of Rage, a Pokemon trading card game podcast. I'm your host, as always, Kevin Clementi, a.k.a. Mellow underscore Magikarp. I'm joined today by three very special temporary guest hosts who are going to be joining us for the San Antonio Regional Meta Discussion. At the time of recording, San Antonio is in five days so it is incredibly close so we have three individuals who are all going to be going going to be doing their best and some faces that you might see in top cut of the regional so we're going to pick their brains a little bit as we get into it i'll go ahead and have them introduce themselves as well so the very first one we have is joining us for the second time on the podcast i believe we had edwin arroyo edwin how long have you been playing and what are some of your accomplishments Hi, I'm Edwin. I've been playing for a little bit over a year and a half now. Um, some of my accomplishments are a bunch of 128s. Uh, most recently, uh, LAIC 128. Um, still hoping to get a top 16 at, at minimum, top 32, get my, my spike in, but we're, we're getting there. Yeah, if any listeners are looking for how to make day two and then bomb day two, Edwin is your man for that one. My man is uh, like 90% day two rate and then, uh, oof. It's you, big flop. Big flop. You're, you're getting there, though. <laughs> Next up, <laughs> we have someone who I've been wanting to get on the podcast for a while, so I'm excited. We have Dre, a.k.a. King Dre Clout. Dre, how long have you been playing? And what are some of your accomplishments? Uh, so I've been playing the game for, I think it's going on to like my third year, but this is only my second season playing. Um, accomplishments, uh, top 32 uh, Pittsburgh, probably like the highest placing this, this season, 17th. Uh, top 16 Fresno, uh, a bunch of like top 64s at the other, my other day twos. Um, yeah, first time, first year qualifier for Worlds. Uh, didn't do too well in LAIC, so I'm looking to bounce back in San Antonio. And then last, but of course not least, again, another name that I've been wanting to have on this podcast ever since the days when we were playing in Limitless tournaments and a name that I saw all the time who then converted into an absolutely nasty season last season. We have Caleb Rogerson. Caleb, how long have you been playing and what are some of your accomplishments? Yeah, I've been playing for, I've been in the game for like eight years and playing since Sun and Moon, like early Sun and Moon set. Um, my accomplishments, my most recent was top 16 at LAIC, and I also won EYC when I was in seniors. I had some accomplishments there before I aged up a couple years ago. So as you can hear, we have three incredibly talented individuals who are going to be helping us out here because I'm washed. I'm going to try and say as little as I can <laughs> in order to let them do most of it. And the first thing, the most important, everyone's question what are going to be the most played decks at San Antonio Regionals? Edwin, we'll go ahead and start with you. What are the three to five most played decks or decks you're expecting to be the most played in San Antonio? Yeah, 
so number one, I, I think it's going to be Maridon. It's been consistently like top two in every regional I've seen. And the deck is honestly like the the, the spread it has is pretty good. Um, it's not one of the best right now, I think, in the top decks. Uh, second would probably be Guardi. A lot of the top players are sticking to it. Um, and I feel like Guardi hasn't really changed much from LAIC to now, including the past three regionals we've seen. Then it's probably going to be Tina, Zard, and probably Sablezard. Um, probably without the the Roaring Moon, I think uh, Christian uh, just recently won with it in Suit Garden. I think the, the deck is well positioned. So, Dre, what about you? What are the top three to five most played decks you're expecting? So I'm actually going to think, I think Guardi's going to kind of get a little uptick uh, after seeing everything that happened in Stuttgart. Uh, with all the Lost Box, Lost Zone decks, I made top eight. Um, Guardi with the Jirachis seems to handle that pretty well. Um, I don't think people are going to forget the Jirachis here in the U.S. So, uh, but yeah, I expect Guardi to be number one. Maridon will probably follow up in number two, though, very close. If they're 1A, 1B, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, third most played will definitely be Charizard. I don't know why everyone wants to keep playing Charizard. <laughs> it's, it hasn't been converting well, but it's still like the most played deck. Um, four, I'm actually going to say I think Mew will probably jump back up because right now the meta seems like it's been pretty decent for it. Judge Path has been enough for it to just take down. I mean, I've seen so many cups, including myself, you know, being won by Mew. Um, and yeah, I mean, I took down a Lost Moon in the finals, and Judge Path is just enough to mess those decks up. And I think that's, uh, you know, the best Judge Path decks, Mew. So that'll probably be number four. Five is going to be. Probably the Sables are with the with the moon though. I think people will, will see like the winning lists and probably uh, gravitate more towards that. Dre, I have to say I'm a little insulted at your Charizard insult, but I will also say I lost to Mew in top eight of my cup with Charizard, so I can't be I can't be that mad. To be fair, they had yeah, think... Excel Gore, like <laughs> makes it harder. I didn't. I didn't play Excel Gore, and I still beat a moon. <laughs> Judge Path. I mean, it's it's a classic, right? You know, Pikaram Supreme Court did it, and now Mew did it, and I mean, Maridon did it. Gosh, Judge Path is it's pretty good. <laughs> That's a good combo. Caleb, what about you? What are your top three to five decks that you're expecting? So I think, uh, as Edwin said, I think Maridon will be the most played deck. It's been the most played deck of the last like two EU regionals. And I do think despite the finals result, I think it's favored against the Sablezard deck. And it's also favored against Guardi. Um, just has solid matchups. Players will play it if they're good, if they're mediocre, it doesn't matter. You can just pick up the deck and play it. I think that Zard, I think Zard will be more popular than Guardi because Zard's always been popular. And I think it has a good matchup against Sablezard and Maridon, which are just the top two in Sukar. And then Guardi number three. I think maybe the Lost Zone box number four, with Lost Zone Zard being the most popular after this one, people might switch to that. And then either Mew or Lost Tina. I would say Lost Tina as fifth, but it could be Mew. So correct me if I'm wrong, but all three of you have said you're expecting Lost Box, which I think is like 100% valid. Uh, for any listeners who haven't been keeping up, 
Lost Box is winning a lot, and it should be pretty respected. But uh, Edwin, you thought Lost Box with Radiant Charizard was going to be more popular than a Radiant Greninja build, correct? And Dre, you also thought Radiant Charizard more popular than a Radiant Greninja build? Yeah. And then Caleb, you just said that one, right? Cool. So that is three for three, expecting the Radiant Charizard version more than a Radiant Greninja version, which, I mean, people have been saying the Tord version, but we did also see another one in top four, which was the super effective glasses. It, it looks like a massive pile to me. You know, they did incredibly well. I can't talk that much smack out of it, but uh, we did see a, a couple of ones hanging out there. So. Uh, Dre, can you start us off with the Lost Box bit? Like, why are you expecting Charizard more than something like the Hands Moon version or the the super effective glasses shenanigans? Like, what makes Charizard the more likely uh, partner? Well, you need something that's going to take down those uh, big Pokemon. Now that you can't, you're not as effective with uh, Sableye with Jirachi running around. You really have to just hit big numbers and take um, Oko's. Um, so if you're setting up with Cram and then finishing with Zard, or just taking uh, a V or uh, EX out with Zard, but you have to be able to one-shot the chunk of your Pokemon now because you're not going to gain as much use of your spread. As you can see, like, most of the decks, I think like, the super effective one had no Sableye, mm -hmm. and Ford was probably running one, I believe. So people are moving away from Sableye since Jirachi. So Zard kind of fixes that gap. And if they're running Jirachi, they're probably running Manaphy, so the ninja is also less useful as an attacker. And so you just probably focus more on getting your attackers color singing, top flower selecting, instead of getting the extra dig with the ninja. Before we jump to someone else, what do you think about cutting Sableye? Is that too bold, or do you think there's validity to that, Dre? I think if you're going to like make space for more draw in your deck it makes sense because you already got rid of the ninja and you're just full on letting go of the stabilized spread then you need to have like shoes or something but if i were to play a lost zone deck i kind of feel like you'd want to build almost more of a turbo version i'd want to get to seven and ten as fast as i can it's going to be harder for them to get both manaphy and jirachi down at the same time mm -hmm um really early and if they do then cool the forego stable eye but if they don't maybe we can you know throw some you know some bumps in the road so i think going faster is probably the better way to go but yeah say, getting rid of stable eye altogether doesn't seem like a good idea because there's still plenty of decks that aren't running jirachi i mean rhydon's not running jirachi um zard is going to be kind of hard for them to get the jirachi down and the manaphy down and get their zards it doesn't draw too well so, I don't know. It's really only your Guardian matchup that Jirachi and Manaphy, the combo, kind of are a pain. So, Sableye, one of, I think, is fine. And, Caleb, why do you think Radiant Charizard Lost Box is going to be more popular than the Greninja version? So, I think the fact that Radiant Charizard just won is why it's going to be more popular. Mm -hmm. People are already playing that version. People are playing with the Moon. They'll just switch, or they'll keep the Moon. Either way, there'll be some people that are new to playing the deck that switch from Greninja. I think that will be the most popular, but I, I prefer the Radiant Greninja builds either without Pina or with Giratina. Um, I tried one without Sableye today, mm -hmm. which was just like focused on Moon, Iron Hands, sometimes Dragonite, but I do think one Sableye is probably correct. You can just play one Sableye and then instead of one of your other energy play a Psychic, and then you can either punish Zard decks or Zard decks that don't get down their Jirachi, or they prize it, or some matchups maybe like 
just having that option, even against Maridon, where you won't usually use it in your prize trade, you might end up using it in some situations, like they might not have Iron Hands down, you can lock them out of Iron Hands if they grind. Mm -hmm. And Edwin, do you have any other thoughts on the Charizard versus Greninja in Lost Box, and why you pick Charizard as the more popular one? I think Zard has this uh, easier response than uh, like to Iron or Iron Hands than a lot of other Lost Box decks do, just because you can go Raihan, attach uh, DT, you're pretty much there. You have the instant response with Charizard, but I do like the Turbo version of uh, Lost Box, where it's just like Hands, Dragonite, and Moon, just because it feels more consistent. A lot of the consistency is lost when you lose Greninja. But mm. uh, yeah, I th I still think you're limiting your plays if you go down to zero uh, Sableye, whereas one gives you a little bit more flexibility and a little more room to play. So we mentioned a little bit about Lost Charizard, specifically Sableyard. I guess there was also a Lost Charizard EX in top eight, but that's a weird European thing that never shows up anywhere else. So we're gonna ignore it. Though Radiant Charizard Lost Box just won the tournament. The tournament is a week before San Antonio Regionals. So for anyone who's panicked listening to this one saying, oh no, this happened, should Germany's results make a change in your potential deck, your potential techs? Like, what should we take out of Germany results going into San Antonio regionals? Caleb, what do you think is going to be the relevance of uh, Germany? I don't think that you should change your deck entirely. Like, I think that the Radiant Charizard deck winning doesn't shake up the meta that much. If you're playing Gardevoir, I think play Jirachi, because that should make the matchup favorable. Maridon, you already have a good shot there. Charizard, uh, keep playing Jirachi, play Lost City probably, maybe consider Professor Furo, and that should make the matchup good enough, or Collapse Stadium, one of the two. But the top three decks all have a decent shot against the Radiant Charizard deck, as long as you play the right cards. I think that it shouldn't change up the meta too much. Edwin, do you think any of the Germany results should change anything about your deck going into San Antonio? Um, not really. I would just add probably Jirachi to just respect it. Um, another deck that it, Jirachi helps in is as if you were Gardevoir. Uh, it's Urshifu and Teleon. Uh, Jirachi helps a bit on that to stop the loop. Mm -hmm. um, and there was two in top eight. Uh, but other than that, I would just be prepared for Maridon if your deck isn't like at least taking a 50-50 or a slightly unfavorable matchup. It's like Gardevoir. It's pretty hard to to have a successful run, I think. But Andre, are the results, or should the results make a change? Uh, I'm, I agree with them. You shouldn't change your deck. Not this close to before tournament. If you've been playing a deck that you're comfortable with, go ahead and change. You know, don't, don't change. Just keep what you, you know. But if you do have a bad loss on matchup, put the Jirachi in. If most of the decks have a Jirachi in it, don't drop the Jirachi. That's probably all you should take from Germany. Awesome. I feel like that's the type of advice that a lot of people need to hear as you potentially either panic because your deck's no longer a great play or the inverse. Uh, oh, this looks like an absolutely broken play. I should switch to it with no practice because I don't know about you three. We've all been there and very tempted at the last minute to uh, to switch off. So another deck that uh, had been doing incredibly well. We saw one in top eight of LAIC. We saw two in top eight of Brisbane. We saw one win. I don't know how to actually say the Poland. I'm sorry to my Polish listeners. Uh, Gdansk? Uh -huh. No, is that? Yeah. Yeah. 
uh we saw one win dance and then absolutely floundered just miserably like one or two in top 64 and that was it and of course talking about snorlax stall edwin snorlax stall are you respecting it going into san antonio regionals or do you think it's kind of lost its you know lost its moment in the sun well, I think part of it, the reason it flopped was because some people just learned to play against Snorlax Stall going into uh, uh, Stuttgart. I think it's a deck that if you know how to play the matchup, you can. there's a little bit of room where you don't have to change your deck much. Mm -hmm. uh, some, some decks were adding the Minier to just counter the, the Stall. So I feel like it was like respected and people learned how to play against it, but I still think it's something that should be in the back of your mind. You shouldn't be surprised if people pick it up now, now that People might, it's, it's like this cat and mouse game where people now are probably going to drop their miniers and they're going to forget about the matchup, but they're going to face one and be like, oh, it does it still exist. So I, I still think you should keep it in the back of your mind, but I wouldn't be surprised to see it come back up or, and convert really well into day two. Dre, are you respecting Snorlax going into San Antonio? Yeah, same thing that uh, he said. It's I, I think the knowledge of the deck is, is why it's not doing as well. Once you know how to play, against it you don't actually have to tech that much uh for most decks and the decks that the minior tech does uh, you know go in it it doesn't just auto win the control matchup either the control players know what they're doing um so it's just the, it's the knowledge of the matchup it's not even so much about the text the text just kind of help czar to make sense and then lost box it kind of makes sense too because you can the super effective <laughs> deck can actually answer an iron hands with minior which is kind of crazy <laughs> Uh, when I was when I was looking at that list, I was like, "Wow, that's actually pretty nuts." Um, so, I, yeah, I I don't think Stall is going to do as well simply because everybody knows how to play it now. You've probably seen it so many times on the ladder, and if you didn't just rage quit and actually tried to play against it, you probably learned how to beat it. All right, that is now twice you have called me out. <laughs> so, <laughs> not not loving this anymore. Sorry, man. Keep it real. <laughs> Caleb, are you going to make it three for three on the uh, Snorlax? I just looked at the Stuttgart top 16 Snorlax list. I think it's interesting. I would have to look into it more. It has four cross receivers, three grammatics. Um, I have not seen this list before, but uh, I think Snorlax could make top eight at this regional. I think people will start dropping their miniers, but I think that you should still consider teching for it, whether that be like a Minior, but like Zard, even decks can play techs that are more soft techs for the matchup, like Pure Tomb to shut off Rotom, mm. like Zard can play Vitality Band, and if you can boss up the Rotom and knock it out, then you can follow like an Iono, and maybe if you have just a Turo, that might be enough, Turo, Escape Rope, whatever, um, you might not need the full Minior. Just consider putting in something small that will help in multiple matchups, but also help you have a shot against Snorlax decks. So, Caleb, are you saying I should not add a Psychic Energy to my Urshifu deck going into San Antonio? Uh, might be better to play a Turo. <laughs> also, I didn't realize there was a top 16 list. I swear, when I clicked on Snorlax, I saw the first one was like 46 or something. This list, for anyone who is not currently looking at Limitless, has... Three Cramomatics, three Crushing Hammers. This is this is beautiful. Four Pokey Stops. This is this is art like right here. 
You got the double. That's more control. That's more control than it is stall. He will. They don't want you doing anything. <laughs> this deck is actually they really. Sick. I mean, you got the Silene in there too. Like, what more do you need? It's just Mew. You're fine. <laughs> so I want to talk about the worst kept secret in the Pokemon trading card game right now, which is of course Rapid Strike Urshifu. And this feels like the type of deck that everyone knows it's good. Online tournaments, absolutely killing it. Two in top eight of the last regional. And yet, no one plays this deck. So, Dre, is this a deck people are finally gonna play? Or is it still the thing of like, yo, that's a good deck when you're looking at someone at the table next to you, but you're not gonna touch it? I actually just had a conversation with one of my teammates, Tyler, who mm -hmm. I when I took Mew to my tournament because I knew it wasn't going to be like a lot of uh, Guardi. Uh, his cup had a lot of Guardi and Lost Blocks, so Rapid Strike seemed like to play for him. Mm -hmm. And he, I'm like, oh yeah, I just won three three in a row. I'm going to double ID in the top cut. And he's like, yeah, I just went like one, two drop or something like that. <laughs> I'm like, dang. It's like Rapid Strike is the most like on paper deck i've ever seen because on paper it should be the best deck in format mm -hmm. it it just obliterates maridon if you just go double urshi it should take out the zard and the guardian before they can ever set up because you're going to steal two turns you know on your second turn it's it's insane on paper but it just doesn't always want to set up when i've played it it's felt like the heaviest brick i've ever shuffled <laughs> Um, I just it's it's I feel like it's it's the it's if you hit the right matchups and you can draw well, best deck in format. If you don't, you're probably going home early. But have you added the psychic energy for the stall matchup yet? I mean, you might be clicking. I don't know. <laughs> I, I might have to get on live and run into some some stall. See, Caleb, is this the tournament that Rapid Strike Urshifu finally moves from paper to? I mean, I guess it's still paper, but you you get what I'm saying. Yeah, I think that Rapid Strike, it will continue to do decently well. Mm -hmm. Like, it got two top eights at Sugar, but I won't play it. Uh, I think that I don't have enough time to play every single deck. Like, I'm in school and stuff. So Ra Rapid Strike is one of the decks that I won't touch with Lost Tina, those two decks. <laughs> I'll never play those decks. Um, but I think the deck... Has strong matchups, as Dre said. It's like it has really good matchups, but the deck is just known to be you have to do so much every turn. And if you can't, if you miss like one turn, one turn off against Guardi, against Zard, then you might just lose. Especially like more people are adding the Jirachi and Gardevoir. They might keep the Cresselia. They might, if they have both of those, they can take out Remoraid and move damage off. They have Jirachi to stop Yolulu's. That could be. I think that matchup before the Evo TM game out was pretty 50-50, honestly. Mm. People thought it was more favored for Rapid Strike. Now it might be a little better for Rapid Strike with the Evo TM, but then you add Jirachi in and it's back to like pretty close matchup. Yeah, I will say it is terrifying. All right, here's your hint, Rapid Strike players from a Zard player. Never, ever take a prize card in that matchup. You just sit there, you turro your stuff up, you smack some stuff, and then you devolve everything plus Iono. And uh, that's how you play the matchup. Some of the latter Urshifu players are out here struggling, taking prize cards. Don't, don't knock out a Charizard. You cannot do that. 
Edwin, anything else on Rapid Strike Urshifu that hasn't already been said? Yeah, I mean, I think, like Caleb was saying, I think one of the things with Urshifu is you got to put time into it and know every single line. That I think the best performing players with the list have been people that have been playing like Urshifu on and off, or at least consistently. I think it's one of those decks where you need to know exactly where to put the damage counters, exactly when to loop, when to take prizes. Sometimes it's better to just chill and not do anything that turn, and then wait a turn to, to do it. Um, but honestly, I don't know how much, how good the matchup is. From the Guardi side, I've faced only two Urshifus at, like, Cups, and I tested the matchup a bit, but I don't know if Evolution really helps that much if they know what they're doing and stepping turn two and then making sure they're removing damage off with Crest if they have it, and just knowing when to bench Urachi. Another line I found, too, was, like, benching Manaphy, and if you play Cape, put the Cape on the Manaphy. It's one of the things they can't really deal with, and they tour it up and then put it back down. So I just think it's one of those decks where you got to put time into it, and it's not a deck I'd play just because of the consistency. So There's one more Yoga Loop deck that I think just has to be talked about, because this is one that it seems like people who are perpetually on Pokemon TCG Twitter are more worried about than the people who are not, and that is, of course, the second-place LAIC deck, Entei Valiant, which has seemingly disappeared, and yet you still see Iron Valiant hype a little more than the actual results show. So, Caleb, is Entei Valiant that, like, one-off, it did the thing? Is San Antonio the time it's coming back? Is it just not the right place for the meta? What do you think about Entei Valiant? I don't think Entei Valiant is good enough. It has some good matchups. Like, it probably favored against Gardevoir. I haven't played the matchup enough. But then, like, the Maradon matchup's close. The Zard matchup, I think, is favored for Zard. That's still going to be popular. Everyone's playing Jirachi now, so that won't help. There might be more Lost Box, which I guess could be better for you. But even the Charizard deck, like, if you have Jirachi, the Charizard can respond to the Entei's and the Valiant. Mm -hmm. And it's harder to knock out with the ping, so you have to commit an attack to knock out Radiant Charizard. So even though you might get a prize early game if they can use their switch cards right and Jirachi, they might still be able to win the prize trade. And I think the deck also lacks draw support. Past turn one, you need to have the draw supporters naturally in your hand, and if you don't, you might not find all the switches that you need. I've just seen the deck seem to underperform for what it should be doing. Edwin, is Ente Valiant coming back, or are you agreeing with Caleb? I agree with Caleb. The deck just needs a lot besides the switching. Like, if you don't have the draw supports, I've seen a lot of times where people just go attach pass and they don't really do anything if they can't find their turn one squawk. Um, I've even, I want, I, when I was testing the deck, I was just like, I need to draw cards. And it's just like, I try to 1 1 B bear line. It doesn't really work with what the deck is trying to do. But for them, yeah, I just. Andrea, are you going to make it 3 for 3 on Ante Valiant? Yeah, I, I'm making it three for three. I think it's pretty pretty agreed on that. The deck, it's it's just not there all the way yet. I mean, Noah is a really good player, and he probably just you know sacked so many like baby decks <laughs> going second, just hit the nuts. I mean, hey, good player, he hit the nuts. Probably gonna go on a good run, you know, uh, and the good matchups. Because I mean, I'm Guardi was the most played deck too, and that's probably one of its best matchups. Mm -hmm. But we tried cooking, you know, multiple ways for Iron Valiant. We tried the Natu. We tried 
the uh, Zach cooked up a Jolteon list that seemed like pretty good, but every time it's the same thing. It just runs out of gas. There's it, it doesn't consistently keep enough pressure, and then the drawing cards, as they both previously stated, it's just the deck's not keeping the pace. If it can start our start out hot, stop the game from getting to turn two, best deck. Mm-hmm. But it usually does survive past turn two, and you're not going to keep up. You'll love to see as a valiant hater, all three of you just like, nah, <laughs> you're not cheesing enough wins with that deck. So this next one, uh, a couple more meta decks, but I want to hear from you all because I pick specifically ones that I think you all are pretty good at or experts with. So Dre, I'm going to want you to talk a little bit about Mew and then Caleb and Edwin, I'm going to want you both to talk a little bit about Guardi. So Dre, can you start us off with Mew? How is Mew looking? Are we looking at DTE? Are we looking at Fusion Strike? Like where kind of is Mew VMAX? And should you be afraid of Spiritomb this weekend? So I think DTE Mew is probably the best way to play right now. Because mm-hmm. um, the constant judge path spam against Zard and Guardi can prevent them from ever, you know, getting to what they need to get to or late game against Guardi more more so. If you just I don't know them, they don't have the draw engine and they can't get out of the path lock. Uh early Zard, if they just never can get the Zard attacking and you can two shot it before it can one shot your VMAX, then you're chilling. So, and Maridon, if you go first, slap path before they can tandem you, and the deck crumbles. So, it, it's, I think DTEMU is probably the best version. Um, I'm just always going to have the soft side for Fusion. Um, it got me pretty much all my points last season. It, no, it got me all of my points last season that got me to Worlds. So, um, and then I just like, Hey, I lost the coin flip? Cool, that just means I have a shot at uh, Meloetta donking somebody. Oh, I won the coin flip? Oh, you're not going to keep up. I'm, I'm, I'm going. <laughs> going bird. So, yeah, there's still plenty of merit to Fusion, because Fusion can play the path and Judge Iono combo too, which doesn't do it as often, so it's not as good. Uh, do you like the Lost City in the Fusion Mew? Because, you know, Sable, Zard, they're limited on their attackers. So if you do a well-timed, you know, Lost City KO and hit them with an Iono or a Judge, and they can't hit you with uh, another Moon because you lost on the only one, or with Zard again, and they're trying to keep up with Sableye. It's usually not enough, especially if you're on Turtles or if you're leaping away. So what would you say to anyone who is, they've been practicing Mew, but, and I say this because I've talked to a lot of players who want to bring Mew to a tournament, and then suddenly it is, oh, but what if I just run into Spiritombs all day as DTE Mew? Like, what do you say to people who want to bring it, they've been practicing it, but there's that little bit of doubt that's making them want to change? I mean, DTM, you can still be Spiritomb, is the thing. If you're if you're going first and you get your setup, your VIP passes, all you need is a VMAX and a DTE and you're cooking. If you're judge judge pathing, your opponent's not going to get much more done than you if you without you, you know, if you just start systeming, if they get the tune down. So I'm not really... It can suck if they just turn one slap it down. Yeah, you cooked. And the you know the chances of that aren't very high, but if it happens, you know you scoop it up and you go to the next one. And you, if we play two out of three, you get it twice and they just sack you. Then hey, you have eight more rounds to play. So I, I don't think you you uh, take fear in the spirit tomb because uh, you can still definitely play through it. Um, judge path mute, best combo. 
And then Caleb and Edwin, I want you two to talk about Guardi a little bit. And this is because, you know, LASC, you both played Guardi. Caleb, you got 15th. Edwin, you made day two. Good job, buddy. Um, so you're both. Thanks, man. <laughs> you're both obviously accomplished Gardevoir players. So some of the stuff in there is maybe a general bit of a is Guardi in a good spot? Are you going to play, you know, Cape or are you running Zacian? What's your Avery count you're considering, you know, this type of stuff, because we've seen a lot of different lists, but it's like 59 of the same cards. Of course, VIP versus not is another good one. So, uh, Caleb, why don't you start us off? Guardi, are you looking VIP or no? Are you running Zacian? Are you running Cape? Are you running Avery's? Like, what is it looking like? Yeah, so Guardi is a deck that I didn't like at first. I still, I think I'm meh on the deck, but I mess around with all the counts a lot. So I've been back and forth. I had a list with two VIP paths. I right now have four. I think VIP path is good right now because it's good in the Maridon matchup to potentially not have to rely on Mirage Pep where you can, like if they do get the aggressive Iron Hands, then responding with a Guardi EX attack is okay. Or maybe a Rare Candy Guardi EX Greentail knockout on blockability if we can get that. So I was trying builds with three rare candy. Most are now on two. I personally I thought that Guardi was going to be less popular going into this weekend. So I've cut down on my Avery count. I think I'm either on zero or one if I play Gardevoir this weekend. I think overall outside of the Gardevoir matchup, Avery's not that good because the Pidgeot-Zard matchup, they only need a couple bench Pokemon. She and Pal hasn't been doing as good recently. So that's the main matchup is just the Gardevoir mirror match where Avery's good. And then I've always liked Zacian over the Cape, but Cape has a lot of value against Maridon. So that is something I'm considering switching to if I am to play Gardevoir, because against Maridon, if you have nothing and you're behind, you can always go Iono, Countercatcher, Flappy, and then Cape, Screamtail, Kill, the Mew EX or whatever their best Pokemon on the bench is. And then they're on a one turn clock to find a Switch card at the very least. And then they might need more depending on how many prizes they have left. Edwin, what about you? Are you a little higher on Guardi or are you just kind of like, like Caleb? Meh, it seems pretty okay. And what are some of those counts you're considering? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty high on Guardi. Um, I think the worst matchup it takes is Maridon. Um, and specifically the the path version. I don't, I've seen the count with like 18 energies uh, parks list where it was just like the, the, the 18 energies though on the, and the supporter count. I feel like that one is a lot harder, uh, easier to deal for Guardi if you can handle the turn one in ha uh, hands. But um, kind of like Caleb, I've been messing on the counts and I've kind of landed on a list that I really like a lot that I, doing really well with it's like three vip but in exchange i added uh pal pad because uh, i decided that i think one avery is fine but sometimes you do want to like in the mirror um and i also added research because sometimes like it's like maridon you want to get turn two candy and if you can't ko the hands at most of the time they're benching either um squawkability or mew so being able to respond back with your own two prizes and then being able to just go single price for the rest of the game is pretty huge um I, I also have been a big fan of like the Jirachi Cresselia combo in Guardi. Um, just because it's good into the mirror, good into Lost Block. It's good into a lot of things. I think the 
the healing value that Cresselia brings to be able to spread your energy around is pretty good. Um, and I've also been a big fan of Zacian over Cape. Even though Cape gives you a little more uh, freedom to do a lot of different cool plays, I think Zacian is just better overall into like something like Zard, where sometimes you need a big nuke option and you don't have it. And just being able to just go Zacian, and it's also easier to find than Cape for, for most matchups, especially, specifically if you're trying to look for an endgame and your draw power is kind of all gone. Being able to just bench Zacian, load it up, and be able to swing is pretty good. This podcast is sponsored by Tabletop Village. Tabletop Village is the premier Pokemon first trading card game store in the United States. And if you shop at tabletopvillage.com and you use code MELLOW5, that's M-E-L-L-O-W, the number 5, you will receive 5% off your order of any sealed products, any sleeves, or even other games that they have, including Yu-Gi-Oh! One Piece or Flesh and Blood. So be sure to shop at tabletopvillage.com, use code MELLOW5 to help support the podcast. Normally, people are kind of like, okay, well, what would be the play for points and stuff like that? But that's... It's a little too late for that, right? The deck you're going to play is probably the deck you already have sleeved up, potentially, and you're just worrying about that 60th card. So in that case, we have three accomplished players. You consistently day two and have ascended as well on multiple occasions. What advice do you have for individuals who are looking for championship points their first day two, heading into what is going to be the largest regional championship ever at, I think it's over 2,000 Masters? Correct me if I'm wrong and you know better, but what advice would you have to someone who is at that? I want championship points because I'm, you know, I'm getting close to my invite or I want my first day too because I haven't quite gotten there yet. Um, Edwin, why don't you start us off? What advice do you have for that level of player? I would say um, just not over preparing for a specific matchup, I think, uh, knowing that it's okay to take a bad matchup and knowing that it's going to be a room of 2,000 people, taking a bad matchup to a deck that's going to be about 5% of the meta, it's not really worth it. Playing something that you're comfortable with, uh, something like Maridon is a really good play, I think, because uh, you could just, no matter the type of level that you're at, Maridon, I think, is a, a fairly uh, easy deck to play, but also has a lot of... Uh, Specifically now, a lot of ways to outplay your opponents. So I think just being okay with taking some bad matchups and then just preparing for like the top three decks that you expect and just being really good with your deck and knowing those matchups, I think will go a long way. All right, bet you sold me on Maridon. Dre, what is some advice you have to someone who's trying to get in a solid finish? So, I mean, my last season, my first season, my first regional, I made my day two. And the approach that I took was, you know, I've been playing Mew, comfortable with it. But um, my, I was going into Lost Origins meta. It was Salt Lake City. It's my first regional. And I knew that my worst matchup was anything that was going to have Drapion in it. So I knew I needed Lost Cities. Uh, also, Reggie's was pretty highly played. So, like, I didn't go too crazy on the text. But I made sure the cards that I used had multiple matchup uses. Um, I ran a Thornton, which seemed so weird to people. But when I explained to them, like, hey, you know, if I'm, you're not always going to get the Meloetta turn two, but if I can get the Muse down and I can just Ultra Ball away Meloetta later, Thornton, and come out of nowhere with the four energies, because they're less likely to target your fusion uh, energy on your bench if they don't see the Meloetta. They think, okay, we're just going to take down Mew. 
Um, so, so just things like that. Don't don't worry. Like Edwin said, also just uh, don't take uh, too much into the uh, one bad matchup. Be ready for the matchup. Play it out. You never know. Things can go in your favor if you play well enough. Uh, and if you take the, the loss, you know, there's plenty more rounds and you're probably not going to hit the same deck more than once or twice anyways, um, ideally. And Caleb, what about you? So adding on to what Edwin said, I think that matchups are all just percentages. Like even if you take a bad matchup, you take any deck with Fear Tomb, that might end up being better than taking all 50-50 matchups. Like you happen to run into the Fear Tomb round one, don't let that get at you for the rest of the tournament. Just like continue on. You knew you were taking that as your bad matchup and in exchange, you might have better matchups overall. Even if like your tournament doesn't go the way you want, that's like one unlucky tournament, next tournament you might get better luck. All right. And then one last thing before we do some shout outs, I want some predictions from you all. Since, you know, we're here. Let's do it. So I want, what deck do you think is going to win? And what country will the winning player be from? So can't say North America, not a country. That's the region for everyone. So it's U.S., Canada, or a lot of people coming from outside of North America as well for this tournament. So what deck and what country will the winning player be from? We'll go reverse this time. Caleb, deck and country. Deck. Um, okay. I think that I'm going to stick with Gardevoir as the deck that will win because I think that's the deck I'm most likely to play. <laughs> and that means that the winning country will be the United States. Dre, what about you? All right. So, uh, kind of take a similar path here. I think Mew is going to win because I'm probably going to be playing Mew. Which also means I think an American is taking it down. <laughs> Edwin, why are you gonna make it three for three? Oh, I was gonna do a similar joke, but uh, let's let's change it up. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't. Morano's gonna probably win it. It's been so close, and it's been winning on and off. So um, I think Morano and. I don't know. Uh, just because I know Christian is coming over from Denmark, he, he's going to make it back-to-back -back regionals. Let's go. It would be even more impressive if he did it with Maraida. <laughs> yeah, that, that would be crazy. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and pick the Canadians to win this one because, I mean, they, they need that domination back, right? And of course, they're going to win it with Charizard Pidgeot because... Gosh. It's too good. Charizard's too good. It's a giant beat stick. You could have at least you could have at least said Champow and it would have been right. Bro. <laughs> no one believes Champow's gonna if do you okay. Wait, one more the Canadians believe in it. One more very quick. You don't need a full explanation. Do you think there will be a singular Chien Pao in day two of San Antonio regionals? <laughs> Edwin, do you think so? Yes or no? I'll say seven. Seven will make day two. Seven? Dre, what about you? No, I'm not going to go that far, but I think someone, <laughs> I think someone will make day two a Champau. Someone is literally one Champau. It's going to be there. It's going to be Jishin, dude. Come on. It'll probably be the one person that makes it. <laughs> Caleb, what are you saying? How many Champaus, if any? I think there will be exactly one. <laughs> The disrespect. The, the disrespect. disrespect is so I, real. I, 
and I don't even like the deck, but I don't know. Two cloth. Uh, two hundred. Cloth. There's going to be way more cloth than Jian Pao and D two. I will happily. I I believe that. Cloth's a good deck. Just avoid the Gardevoir and apparently Lost Paws. <laughs> Just don't be really It was a fine in the Lost Box? I mean, yeah, they're yeah. getting hands down because they want to try and cheese an extra prize card and use Answer with Cloth. Now we're talking. Just don't be me uh, with Guardian losing to Cloth in round one. <laughs> it's the worst feeling ever, just losing to something like that. I mean, there was nothing I could do. It was just, I was just breaking and even though it's a good matchup, it's just... I didn't even break. know what Cloth did. I scooped game one in, in LAIC against Cloth with Gardevoir because I benched one Ralts. My opponent Rope killed it turn one. I scooped. The next two games, I went down three prizes before doing anything, and I won both of them. <laughs> yeah. That's... Good job. I know that's, that's just like, yeah, that is a... For any Guardy players out there, you can lose. It is techni- It is very much possible, but... uh. <laughs> It's such a gross matchup. All right. Uh, any shout outs you may have sponsors you need to thank anything like that. Uh, we'll go ahead and go Caleb first. Any shout outs you have sponsors you need to thank anything like that. I mean, shout out to my parents for supporting me when I travel to all these tournaments. Shout out to everyone who I test matchups with. Usually I'll just be like, I want to test this matchup. Anyone want to play? And then check me out on Twitter. X at Mimanc, M-E-M-A-A-N-H-C. It's my screen name on most things. The random password I had from second grade. That's the lore. I was going to ask a follow-up question because I've always wondered. <laughs> Dre, what about you? Sponsors, social media, tags, all that good stuff. Yep, so uh, big shout-out, of course, to the Shelf Squad uh, main sponsor. Uh, shout-out to my local Fresno sponsor, Fast Forward Gaming, and the whole Fresno community. They've been backing me since I started playing, kind of helped me grind to get to where I am now. Um, so very thankful for that whole community. Also, big shout out to GazerBeam2K because I made it onto the Lake of Rage podcast before he did. So I get to throw that in his face. Love that. But yeah, you can find me on Twitter, at KingDreClout. Uh, I also offer Medify Coaching. Link is in the bio. Um, get more in-depth thoughts about Mew and other parts of the meta on our Patreon. Gazer, that is as close to the podcast as you're ever going to get, by the way. <laughs> Edwin, sponsors, social media tags, all that good stuff. Uh, yeah, I mean, shout out to my local friends here, uh, Waldo, uh, Martin, and Titus. They've been nonstop helping me test uh, when I need them. I hit them up last week and may have flaked on them, but they were down to test. Uh, uh, shout out to uh, the, the online group I test with. Uh, Mom is one of them. Um, so shout out to you guys and then shout out to my local store, Pokeshop, uh, who's been nothing but supportive to me throughout this entire uh, journey. And, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Edwin Arroyo. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Myself, you can find me on Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube at Mellow underscore Magikarp. Follow the podcast at Lake of Rage Pod to get updates. And, uh, we did a giveaway recently. And if you aren't following the podcast, you didn't see the giveaway. Now, did you? So go follow at Lake of Rage Pod on Twitter. This has been another episode of the Lake of Rage podcast. We'll catch you all next week.